Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I am your host for this week, the Colonel Gables, the man, the myth, the legend himself. And joining me from way down in Iowa is Ginger Boy himself, Tyler Courtney. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. <laughs> doing good. Fuck the hell. <laughs> for those of you listening in, Tyler got himself a bit of a mood light, and so all of a sudden he's just like manipulating any and everything to. I'm, I'm having I'm having too much fun. I'm having just like it's just getting crazy in here. It's a fucking rave, man. Things are I don't know how to turn it off. All right, there we go. I got it. Yeah, sorry, so, sorry for audio listeners. I I I got these dopey lights. Now I'm having way too much fucking fun clicking buttons. Ooh, I like that. But yeah, no, I'm doing all right, man. It's Friday night, you know. Uh, we're we're doing a little bit of a, a pre three. Mm. Um, uh, podcast, which is uh, which is fun, you know. We talk about all the shit that's hap- that happened, you know, before the week and all that, and it's just I'm excited, buddy. Happy uh, E3 Eve. Yes, happy E3 Eve, indeed. And by God, it definitely feels like we're on the cusp of major E3 when we have already had big games released in terms of information, not in terms of actual releases, obviously, but we've had a couple of major things like either rumored. Or have already been announced. We will be shortly getting into it. But before even all that, though, in regards to that, we are on the Apple storefront. We actually, our podcast is actually on Apple. Tyler it, put in the midnight oil. He got a month. <laughs> no shit, man. It took you a bit, but at the same time, that was more or less Apple's technicality in that regards, yeah. man. But yeah. we are very happy to be back on the Apple's like a podcast and stuff. And uh, obviously, we have our own Twitter, our own Twitter feed, like Drunk, like Drunk Nerds Pod, I believe it is on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Drunk Nerds Pod. All right, forgive me, everybody listening in and stuff. I'm still getting used to just mentioning the social media feeds. You think I'd be adjusted to that right after like how many years of us doing this? <laughs> uh, I believe we just celebrate eight. Yes, eight years. Eight years this month, actually. Yes. I believe in June last month. But last month, well, oh. end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, I, I just, just, I, I just say, anywhere pods are cast, anywhere on social media, um, just look up Drunk Nerds Podcast, Drunk Dash Nerds. You should find us. But yes, we are on Twitter, Drunk Nerds Pod, Pod, like a YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds and stuff. Also on Spotify, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But most importantly of all that and stuff. We are streaming here live on Twitch, so if ever you feel like the need, you want to watch us live, make sure to follow us. You want to go through and like just make sure your notifications are turned on, so if ever we go through and start recording live, you can actually watch us live and have a lot of fun in the midst of everything else. (laughs) And um, I just want to say, if you're watching on YouTube, um, later on the the video version, as long as nothing goes wrong with it, always goes up on there. Uh, If you just Go down and click on the. Uh, let me point. Make sure I'm pointing here. Point like right down there, and click the like button. It's right around Gable's junk area. So if you can <laughs> click that button for me, I'd really appreciate it. Gable's would really appreciate it too. And then unclick it, and then click it again, just for Gable's. Oh God. <laughs> We're just gonna have a mass amount of people just spam like spamming the. Okay, 
click, 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 click. Every time, every time our videos get a like, Gables feels it. Oh God, he feels it in his loins. <laughs> All right. So in regards to everything, let's let us take care of a little bit of like a uh, little bit of a side thing before we get into the main course right here. And so let us delve into what we've been gaming. I don't know about okay. you, Tyler. I know there have been some big releases you probably would love to talk about right at this moment. I personally have not been gaming as frequently okay. as I could be. I mean, for one, I wanted just to finish off my work week before going in on my week vacation that I got going on now. And bitch. I'll tell you what, man. Work, I'm so glad it's done for the week. But to be perfectly honest with you, it's like... When it comes to the gaming stuff this week, I started Mass Effect 3. Okay. I did not play a hell of a lot. I've only played maybe about five hours or so at most, which in terms of the Mass Effect games, that's barely anything, honestly. No, no, so, no spoilers, please. Okay, there's no spoilers. Let's just say that right now I'm past the beginning point. There is a particular character that I do like. Like, I really liked in that I've been reintroduced to that I am fairly enjoying, especially with the back history and this and that, and that's Javik. I'm yes. not. I'm not going to go into too much of like the story elements of it, but for those of you unfamiliar, in Mass Effect Three, there's this character called Javik, right? He is a living, breathing Prothean and stuff. But I'm not going to go into details of how he survived or what goes into that because if you're playing playing through this game for the first time, I mean, hell, you should experience it for yourself. But honestly, I love the backstory of Javik. I love the various like abilities that he has and he is going to be one of those mainstays because he's got that biotic sort of effects to where he has pull and stuff and then you have like liara on your team that does like a lot of the like the warp the singularity stuff so inside of this game there are also trophies achievements tied into doing different type of like uh, combinations in terms of the biotic powers and so that's going to be something i'll be looking forward to later i have been playing a little bit more of destiny 2 more or less because i want to get past the weekly bounties and all that other stuff looking for good gear looking for good weapons but uh i'm already close to around level 60 of the season 14 game like pass and stuff i want to go and maximize this whole gaming pass and stuff that i've got for this season that's my end goal for it but what i've also want to do is try to learn more in regards to how to make my guardian better and so in order for me to do that I end up learning something completely new that I did not even think about it when I first created my Destiny 2 character. And it took one of my friends that I usually game with to show this to me. He showed me a video on YouTube in regards to armor stats and the particular types of stats and stuff for each like individual like each individual stat thing and how it contributes to making a good build of a character for say PvP or for PvE. So the most important stats for, say, like a PvP build, which is predominantly what I usually use, goes for mobility, goes for recovery, and goes for intellect. Now, all this time playing Destiny 2, I did the one major mistake that I usually do when it comes to RPGs if I first play it and not understand it. I make a balanced count. I make a balanced character, meaning all the, the stats... No, all the stats are literally, like, half of what they yeah. should be. Yeah, mid-max. Yes, a mid-max sort of sort of yeah. like stuff like that. 
And I end up discovering real quick when I go into certain things like Gambit or if I go into Crucible, I get smoked because the most important thing you have to have, first and foremost, is having a fast recovery rate. And if you get armor pieces that will allow you to get the highest, like, highest amount in that regards to its stat distribution, it will help you out tremendously. So with that new veil unraveled and stuff for me to sink my teeth into, I ended up discovering that, yeah, there were quite a few pieces of armor I could just get rid of flat out right. And so now I've cleared out a lot of the haze in that regards. I had to ask a, a couple other different types of, like, uh, players in the Discord that I usually follow for Destiny 2 and stuff. It's like, oh, it's like, what's the most important, like, stats you got to focus on? And they tell me, like, the clarification of what I've... I already like have uh, information about which was the recovery stat the intelligence stat and the mobility so those are the the three that you really need to focus on for pve pvp you got to get the resilience up a, like a bit because there are certain items like say this exotic weapon called thorn that you could actually get two shotted on pvp for that type of stuff but uh yes predominantly this week has been me going through getting bounties getting all sorts of various stuff completing Different tasks, the seasonal triumphs and stuff for the season things. But at the same time, yeah, that's pretty much all I have been playing for this week. But I am fairly interested, Tyler, in your thoughts on what you've been playing this week. So without further ado, go ahead, man. All right. Um, so it's it's definitely been a, a weird week for me gaming-wise because, uh, you know, like we, I've been playing through the Mass Effects, beat one and two. Yes. It said last week I'm taking a break. For a little while, because for three, because smart move. A lot of shit's lot, lot, just kind of a little bit of a burnout on Mass Effect, and then also I do, I didn't want to rush three or play a little bit of three, then take a break because a lot of stuff came out. But I, oddly, before all of this happened, the new games came out uh, this week. I just randomly beat Halo Four. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I was just Jones or something to play on Games Pass. And I just downloaded the the Master Chief Collection. I'm like, I never beat four. I beat one and three. Uh, I it's, oddly enough, I'm, I played more of two than any of them, but I've never played the campaign. That is so, dude. That the, yeah, that is just I so I don't weird. Know. You get like a random craving to play Halo Four. I mean, I just was wanting to play like something on Game Pass. And I was okay. just like, I just wanted to jump into something to play some because I didn't want to play jump into something that was too time consuming or mm. some that needed my full attention or um or if like I, I put five hours of this game then I walk away and then play the new games and then I don't go back or whatever. So I just, I just started playing Halo four. Uh, and I, I, I remember playing like half of it when it first came out, mm -hmm. but my, when I, I got it like a week after it came out, but all my friends that were like hardcore Halo fans, mm -hmm. um, like they had already beaten the game like 20 times by then. They essentially were just doing online and doing the, the, some of the online missions and stuff like right. that. So like I got so agitated, like I wanted to just play the campaign but every time I jump into play, it's like, oh no, come play with us. I'm like, I don't, I, I want to play the camp. No, 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 no. Like, or why don't you guys play the thing again? Like, no, I already be like ten times. Let's let's do it online. I'm like, no, I want to play the campaign. So eventually, I sold the game. I got rid of it because they would not leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so I, I just, I never beat the camp. Even though I remember enjoying it back in the day, I put like, I think I beat like three or four missions. And right. And so it's probably about halfway. And I was just like, I don't. You guys are annoying the fuck out of me. Uh, this is before I, like, I didn't realize you can like put yourself offline mm. at this point, which I realized that later on, like, cause they'd spam the fuck on me every time I go on to watch Netflix right. on my 360 oh, shit. and like, Oh, come on, let's play Modern Warfare. I'm like, I, I want to, I'm, I'm watching 
I just want to sit down and chill watch and they would just like spam me over and over again so like um, I hate that yeah and this is like before like TV smart TVs were a thing so it's like 360s were the streaming service that we had uh, but anyway so I just like like oh, I never, I'll check it out I, I played through it I beat it it's, it's good I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit a uh, lot more than I thought it would but I enjoyed it um I'm gonna, I, I, I want to jump into Halo 5. I was just kind of like, I, I was like, oh, man, I should just play him before Infinite comes out. It's kind of thinking. Um, and then I was just kind of like, I watched like the Xbox press conference from 2019 mm-hmm. on Sunday. And I think that's kind of what got me jump, uh, you know, jump, jump into Halo because of that. Um, but, you know, we have uh, Final Fantasy 7. Uh, the PS5 upgrade came out Thursday with Intermission. Um, the, the DLC, the UP DLC, um, it was 20 bucks. So I, downloaded that i haven't i haven't played it yet because i i want to really really bad right but uh ratchet and clink came out uh today it's friday night as we're recording this um and i've only got to play about two hours of it so far and i'm really enjoying this fucking game i i, yeah. I uh like i said i'm very early on i'm in like the first section um but uh it, this is the best looking game i've ever played it is stunning, and with uh, with this, they have a a lot of the games like the PS5 games. Like so far, like usually like a month or two later, you get the performance with the ray tracing. Um, like a, like a month or two later, mm-hmm. like Miles Morales did the same thing where it came out, you did the performance or fidelity or whatever. Um, and I think Returnal did the same thing, and then like later on, they would they patch in uh, Demon Souls. I think had it too. Uh, they patch in the the performance ray tracing. So right. you know, this one had it on day one, which is awesome. So you still got the ray tracing. You still got 60 frames per second. You're just playing it at, I think it's like 2160 or whatever. It's like the the fake 4K, whatever it's called. Right. Um, I'm not a technical guy. But um, I am. it looks like top of the line, like Pixar, like animation. It's, it's beautiful. Like you always hear people like, oh, man, like I didn't realize like I was out of the cutscene. Like I was just watching cutscene. Oh, now I'm playing the game. And it's like. I like last of us part two had that to me where like the cutscene would end and you went like it seamlessly transitioned over. And this one's really doing it to me. Cause like that, that's all like great. Like you, cause usually in games like this, the animation and the cutscenes is f- way better. Um, and these more of these like family friendly, friendly uh, cartoony games. Like the cutscene is way better than the actual gameplay. And it's no, it's seamless. It's holy shit. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and it, oh, it looks beautiful. The ray tracing. Like I'm not like, I played the other games of ray tracing before, and it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool. But it's like this one, I don't know, it's it's getting me. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm like constantly like looking, like, oh, that's fucking cool. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I just keep looking around, like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I said that audibly multiple times now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's great. Like, I, I talked about, like, I never played Ratchet and Clank before until 2016. Okay. Ratchet and Clank came out. Uh, I really, really liked that. I think it was like my, it was like my sixth, number six game of the year that year, I think 2016. And, um, which 2016 was a very good year. Yes. Games. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, this is way better so far. It's just, not way better, but it's, it's more ratchet, which is, I think, really good. I think the story, Rivet, I've been, I've, which is the female, uh, Lombax. Lombax, thank you. Um, that you, like, interact with. And she's awesome so far. Uh, I love the, I immediately, like, like I said, I've only played the first one. And I know there's like they have like a story that kind of follows through, like it's you know like they kind of like serialize a little bit. It's not just like one game moves on to the next, like a like especially for these like mascot games, like usually like a Crash Bandicoot or like a Mario. There's not like they don't really like 
there's no like a like a progressing story. Like all like each one's an individual thing. And this one I, I guess has it, but it's like I'm jumping in and I fully understand. Okay, like this is the main bad guy. I get what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah so far blown away. The weapons are really cool. I like uh, like w- when you go to like buy you can buy weapons and like you go to like the I can't remember the lady's name that you buy weapons from. There's a preview thing and they have like this awesome over the top oh, narrator, like a Mrs. Zircon sort of thing. M- Mrs. Zircon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. that's it. Um, but like when you go to buy and you can like preview it and it has like this awesome over the top uh, narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, like showing you like what these weapons do. Like I have like the pixelator. It's so, like we, you can shoot them and they turn to like 16, uh, 16 bit and um, a couple other ones. Stuff like so far, like I said, I'm super early in the game. Uh, there's actually like, it's like the areas are more, I don't know if it's like this in other ones, but it's like the areas, like the main area I'm in right now, it's like more open. So there's like side things you can go do. Okay. Um, I, I'm thinking this might be the main hub. Cause there's like things like, Oh, I can't He like one point. Like I got with ratchet where he's like, Oh, I can't, I could do this later, but I can't do this right now. Kind of like a, like a Metroidvania type. Oh, thing. I see. Like, That's so I, cool. Yeah. So I don't know if past ones have had that, but um, it's been kind of cool. Like I just like unlocked a new like dash mechanic so far. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm super early in the game, but blown away so far by it. And I'm having a blast with it. I just need to um, try to find time in between uh, E3 the next uh, few days. Uh, I'm going to be jumping in and playing, playing that when I can. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much all I play. I did. What was awesome though when I when I downloaded the the PS5 version of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yes. I imported my save, got mm-hmm. all the trophies. There you go. My PS4 version, and then the uh, they they uh, the Star Wars Fallen Order uh, PS5 version came out today, along with the Xbox Series version as well. Uh, and then import the save, got all those fucking trophies too. So that's cool. I just got a shit ton of trophies the last couple of days and uh, not done anything. So that's pretty like for two minutes of work. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's going to be a fun next, the rest of the month is gonna be pretty good. Cause, uh, I got ratchet right after that. I'm going to play intermission and then it's going to tie in with, uh, Mario golf at the end of the month. So dude, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a solid month. June is an excellent time for game releases this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, ratchet yeah. and clank rift apart. That's one. You have Mario golf. That's coming out later this month, you know, for switch. The interlace, the interlude, or whatever the heck you want to call it for, like, Final Fantasy VII, that's out now for 20 bucks. And on top of that, you know, I have a fairly a fair amount of interest in playing Guilty Gear Strive with ever I find it. Out, would, if yeah. ever I could find, a game, like, a game locally and stuff. I could buy it digitally, but yeah. I'm a masochist, man. I want to buy my digital... I want to buy my physical copy of yeah. Guilty Gear Strive. I may have to happen to do Amazon for that shit. But, yeah. uh... Anyways, you were you were. I have Amazon Prime. I, I might be able to add you to my thing so you can get free shipping. Well, if so. you can, I mean, I'd appreciate it. But hey, Re- no big deal. Remind me, remind me this weekend, and I'll I'll look into it because like I added my my dad to it, so he gets free shipping. So oh, okay. I'm sure there's like a, a deal. So let me know. Or remind me. But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, and then like we've had like the I know we're gonna get to it in a little bit, but like um, I, I was there's been a lot of trailers coming out. I've been watching like a lot of like like indie game yes. trailers, and there's oh, fucking Sky. The, that game company, the makers of Journey, mm-hmm. the, the game they made that like Apple hired them to make on, on mobile phones, finally coming to fucking Switch on the thirtieth. Nice. Uh, so that's awesome. And then uh, a few other cool, cool looking games uh, that I've been looking forward to finally got release dates. So, and like, and they're like in July and shit. So it's gonna be it. it you know, I mean, looking at you know, all we had in July was fucking Skyward Sword. Yeah, it's look, July's looking up. Yes. You know, instead of just one, instead of a shitty Zelda game, we might have some good indie games. 
But before we go on to the meat and potatoes, I'd just like to mention that you touched upon, like, the PS4 to PS5 updates to some games. You know, you got a little bit of random, like, trophies and stuff. Mm. I, unbeknownst to me, downloaded the PS5 version of freaking Destiny 2. It just automatically, it just automatically did it for yeah. me. I'm like, I was playing on my PS4 version of it, but now I don't have to use my disc. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't. I didn't have to anyway. But at the same That's time, I was using my freaking. I was using my freaking Forsaken like Destiny 2 disc that I bought like like a year or so ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now it's digital on my PS5. First thing I noticed was the fucking frame rate of it. I mean, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. That was one of the first games I checked out on uh, on my PS5. When, like, the cross-gen games where I played them on PS4 before that. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 was one of those first games I checked out uh, when, the PS5, when the PS5 version came out. I'm like, oh my god. It looks beautiful in motion. I have to give some kudos here to Bungie because, shit, man. I made that playing that game even more engaging with that. Mm. But... That being said, let's go on to our first order of business, and that is to go into the Summer Games Fest 2021. Uh, Game Fest. Game Fest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I, I hear a lot of people correcting it when people say Games Fest. So. Okay. So I just want to be Fest. that douchey guy on the internet. So. <laughs> so this was a two-hour presentation hosted by Jeff Keeley. I'll be fairly honest with you. There was maybe a handful of announcements that really kind of grasped me. The conference in and of it, not the conference, but the event in and of itself. The only thing I really remember for first and foremost, other than a couple surprises here and there, like the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary called Salt and Sacrifice. Yeah. A Metal Slug game that looks on the on the cusp of being part Metal Slug, part XCOM. Isn't it like, is it called Metal Gear Tactics? Yes, it was Metal it was Metal Slug Tactics. Or Metal, Metal, yeah, Metal Slug, sorry. Wishful thinking. <laughs> I know, right? But, yeah, like I said before, Salt and Sacrifice, the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary. Metal Slug Tactics. There was Project Lana that looked kind of interesting to me. But the the big elephant in the middle of the room that finally was addressed was with Elden Ring. And the biggest surprise coming out from that whole presentation, and honestly, that was... The one game announcement to where I felt like that whole presentation was worth it, even though a large majority of it was pretty freaking meh or boring or why the hell is this even here? Yeah. January, late January 2022. Like, January 21st. That is incredible. I didn't even know this game... I didn't even know they were going to go back to this game because we've heard next to nothing about it since it was unveiled. But not only did we get that, but we got an actual release date. This from software game. And the game looks fucking good. It mm-hmm. looks great in motion. It has that it has that sort of like Dark Souls esque sort of like gameplay sort of. I've noticed a lot of good fantasy elements in it, but Yeah. That was pretty much that freaking thing in and of itself. But Tyler, what did you think about the game fest? Um, I, I, I wouldn't can't, can't wait from it. Most like mostly positive. Uh, like we're doing like a letter grade. It'd be like a B minus situation for me. Um, where it's definitely like, it's kind of like the game awards and like really like a lot of E3s. It's very mo- like, like there's a, definitely when you look at it from like a, if you take your fandom out of it, I think it was a B minus for me personally, not a lot clicked for me. 
Um, but it's a, it's just like that for like you know, like I said, E three and any of those. Like when you look at it from like your personal aspect, some hit with you, some don't. And there's some people I'm sure that came away blown away by some of this. Um, but I thought it was okay. There was definitely some lulls in it. I just I never really like when they sit, they stop. Like I just like the flow of the way a lot of like we've gotten with like a lot of the E3 press conferences, stuff like that. where like really like really since like the, the directs where like, it's been very like fast paced. We don't stick with something for too long. Um, you know, we, we might do a deep dive into a game, right? There's no like stop to talk to a producer or stop and do interviews. Like I've never been a big fan of that. I don't think a lot of people, it's just not like you can do that for like a, a one or a couple things. Maybe like Kojima popping up. That's fine. You what you know, you, like Jeff Goldblum popping up, like okay, fine. But like, you could do that, but it's like every single game, we don't need a like a, a Q and A section for these things. Um, yeah, we could, I could kind of understand in regards to the whole Q and A thing, or even like the little brief blurb and stuff by Hideo Kojima because Jeff Keighley, Hideo Kojima, Gables. yeah, yeah, Gables. what nine eleven? Oh my god. Oh my god, when he mentioned that and how the things changed after that, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know where not this is something, going. Not, uh, 9-11 was not on my bingo card for Summer Game Fest kickoffs. <laughs> I don't know yeah, about you. that was so weird and out of left field, but that led to one of the most, probably one of the lamest moments I think I've seen in terms of a reveal trailer. And honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and, this, and hear me out on this one. I mean, I... For the whole unveil for the definitive version of Death Stranding for PS5 and stuff. I mean, I like the little tongue-in-cheek little reference to Metal Gear Solid and stuff. But when I look at it and I was watching it, I'm sitting in my chair just watching the thing. It's like, okay, what what's going to happen here? It's like, oh, oh, is this going to be like a little stealth espionage? Like, he looks at the vent, looks at a box, dumps the box of oranges. He thinks about it. Hops into the box, notices this is full size right there, and just leaves it, and then it just cuts, and then I'm like, "That was some lamest shit I think I've seen." <laughs> I, I like when they when they when they, they it was based to me like it was kind of like a um, I almost feel like to me like and Kojima likes to fuck with people, I know, yeah, um, but it, it felt like it kind of like a goodbye to Metal Gear in a way when he put in the box in the shelf, put it and it says handled care on it. Um, I'm like, okay, like that's. That kind of hit hit in the feels a little bit, where it's like, and maybe he's just fucking with us. I don't know, but yeah, it was like that. Really felt like the goodbye, and it's like that's unfortunate. It's it's tied to a shitty game, yeah, uh, in Death Stranding. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, the director cut thing's been rumored for a long time. Um, so I'm excited. I'm happy that it's out there. I'm just curious what the fuck that look. It basically sounds like the PS5 upgrade will be tied into this director's cut it's probably gonna be like vr missions um but i mean going back to like the elder like we had the tiny tina's uh wonder wonderlands yeah revealed finally that's been leaked forever now oh let me say um, let, me, let me just say this though in regards to the tiny tina wonderlands and stuff with the voice actress going through and try to describe what the game is ashley birch yeah she pretty much almost made it sound like it was like almost exactly what borderlands is <laughs> Yeah, let me just say. It's, it's, yeah, I mean the problem is, is like you can't say it's it's exactly like Borderlands because it, if it's not called Borderlands and then it's a spinoff, yeah, or it's just expanded DLC. So like I I feel like she is and PR is in a tough position right now with it. Where it's like 
you look at like the pre sequel, that's obviously was a spinoff. Yes. And it came out and nobody really cared. Yep. Um and yeah, it's just no one really cared about that. Now you're in this like where it's not called Borderlands, but it's called Tiny Tina, who's a character that's very much either you love her or hate her kind yeah. of situation. Um I liked her in Borderlands too. I never played three. Um, but I liked her in two and I heard people like the DLC that like, she had like a D and D uh, DLC yes. pack assault on out. dragon keep. I think it was on uh, yeah. borderlands two. I thought it was a fairly good DLC was it two or three. Um, it was two. What was it two? Okay. Um, but yeah, I know, I know there's a lot. There's, she's probably one of the more popular characters out of it. I liked how they brought the unicorn back. Um, so oh yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I, I feel like she, she made the best of this, of this situation where and I'm, I'm an Ashley Birch fan. Uh, I love pretty much everything she's in. Uh, she did like Life is Strange. She's she's uh, Aloy from Horizon. So take that for what you will. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just she did. I think she she turned trying to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, pretty um, much. but I do want to mention Elden Ring though. It's like, god damn it, man! I wish I was good at these games because if I love the Miyazaki art style, I mm-hmm. love. Like when I play Bloodborne, I love the fight. I love the fighting. When I play games that do that fights, that fighting style, I love them. Like God of War twenty eighteen is essentially their version of the of the Dark Souls, the Souls game yes. fighting style. Fallen Order is a lesser version of that as well. Um, and I, like when I play the games like that, I'm like, ah, I just fucking love the style. It's just I don't have the patience. <laughs> for the fucking style. I don't like the live, die, repeat bullshit of it. I, it's just, it's too frustrating. It gives me, it gives me too much anxiety. I want to love it. I can't. I, I heard someone, I saw someone say this on Twitter where it's like, it just, you don't need to put an easy mode in it, but just do the Celeste thing. You know, where like Celeste doesn't have an easy mode, but it's like, they have all these different like things you can do to like, these like, you, know, you can slow it down or you can speed it up or you can double your hit points or whatever. It's like, just, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Like, uh, like Hades. I love the fuck out of Hades. It has a easier mode in it. And it, like so many, like I hate, I just hate the get good people. It's like, why wouldn't you want more people to like the thing that you like? My thing, I always hate that when I, I'm a bitch about before. I know a lot of people have. It's like, I don't understand why you like people want less people like, I understand there's hardcores and that's great. Like I'm definitely a more hardcore fan about certain things than others. And it's fun to talk about hardcore, other hardcore fans about certain things. But it's like, I also would want more people to love the thing that I love. If I really are, right. I like that. Like, why wouldn't you want that? Why, why wouldn't you like, that just means that this company is going to be more successful because more people will buy their games because it's more inviting to play these games. Oh, shut up. Luke. <laughs> He's a big dark souls fan. He's getting pissed off at me about it. <laughs> He's telling me to get good. Well, Fuck that's a dick. You know, the thing about games Ooh, like Dark Souls or even like... Dying. Fuck you, Louie. <laughs> Love you, Louie. <laughs> the thing about games like Dark Souls or even like certain games in general, you know, it's like having more options is always a always a good thing in my honest opinion. Where it's like if mm-hmm. somebody wants to pay, play it on the hardest difficulty or the original purpose of the original difficulty that the creators set and wanted people to experience, I mean, yeah, go for it. But if you want to play a different experience in that regards to maybe a lower difficulty set or have a specific type of things. Having those options to customize things, you know, is one of the most engaging and one of the most, like, gamer-friendly type of things you can present yourself with. I know Dark Souls has that reputation where it's, like, it's hardcore, it's for both... It's, like, 
pretty much vague in terms of descriptions or in terms of how you're going to go through and tackle things, you know? I mean, it's a specific type of style that game, that some gamers really like or really hate because of those same type of reasons and stuff. Though I can understand if you want to justify, like, having that specific experience just for that game and of itself. At the end of the day, you know, it's like, if you want more people to enjoy your content and stuff, you have to create or have more options in order for more gamers to experience the type of game that you want them to experience you yeah there is more than just having a specific difficulty setting in order to make something easier or harder for someone just have like dip switches or whatever the hell they are in terms of like just switching yeah. different things on and off i mean if there's anything that i've experienced over the past year and a half in terms of video games like even having like customizable things of how something looks or how things like that like one of the few one of the few positive things i liked about say the last of us part two was it at least yeah. had a bunch of accessible options in order for me to find things easier in regards to the visual things or visual cues or allow me to do things pretty much that, uh, honestly, if I could control something easier, if I wanted to manipulate things so I can have an AI thing a little bit harder here or there. I mean, I had free reign to do so, quintessentially. Yeah, that's something that's basically standard now among all PlayStation first-party games. Miles Morales had it. Ratchet and Clank has it. Accessibility shit. Like, right. Yeah, I mean, and that's more, that's also helpful for people that like colorblind or people that, like, um, there's a Steve Saylor, he's a, he's a, called the Blind Gamer. Right. Uh, he's, like, he's tech, legally blind, um, and he's a, st- a streamer, and he talks a lot about, like, how great the accessibility has been between Xbox and um, um, also PlayStation games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just my thing is like people are gonna say they did like a Celeste thing or put the easy the baby ass uh, baby mode and a uh, Dark Souls whatever the next Souls game or whatever it is. People, are, yeah, those ga- people, those gamers, those hardcores that get good people, they're gonna bitch online, but they're still gonna fucking buy the game. They're still going like, to buy the game. They're still going to play yeah. it through how they want to play it, which is if they want to play on the hardest setting or whatever the in- developer intended on. I mean, they have free reign to do so. It's their game. They get to experience it the way they want it to do. Yeah. Just make that the standard mode and then just do the other shit for everybody else. Yeah. Like me. For fucking pussies like me. <laughs> That's right. I said it. But there is one other game before we move on to the next topic and stuff that I did want to say. And that was a game that I think was shown briefly. It was called Cheekery, I think it was. Oh, is that the one that launched yesterday? Yes, it launched yesterday on multiple systems. I've seen it on the storefront for PS5. The game in and of itself is like sort of this artistic sort of thing where you have a paintbrush and stuff and you get to advance specific like points of the level by by doing little bits of problem solving. You're this dog with this paint stick and stuff and it's like, uh, I think you take it or something from like this bunny and all this other stuff. But the artistic style of it looks fairly cool. It was shown yeah. briefly in the Summer Game Fest like uh, presentation and stuff. And I gotta admit, it does look fairly cool. The conceptual, like, artistry and the level design looks smart. It's definitely, I feel like, worth, like, at least a playthrough just to see, like, if I do like the experience. I think the game in and of itself is, like, either 15 or 20 bucks right at this moment. But, yeah, that was one of the stealth releases that happened yesterday in that regards. But uh, moving on, we had verification 
not only of the new Battlefield game, which is Battlefield 2042, but a release date was revealed, I believe, today. And it's for October 22nd. Correct. I saw the initial trailer, the unveil tra- the unveiling trailer of Battlefield 2042, and uh, I'll be perfectly honest with you and stuff. Uh, it <laughs> it didn't really appeal to me per se. It, it I think it was kind of like hilarious in terms of how over the top it was. I mean, I I got some form of entertainment out of watching it though. But the actual gameplay stuff, they're they're more than likely going to show obviously either during the week of e3 at some presentation maybe at like say the microsoft the playstation or just the microsoft ones but the playstation doesn't have like a like a direct or like a presentation going on during this coming week but uh it's more battlefield it's futuristic sort of aspect to it the premise seems all right in that regards but uh there is no campaign in this game yep. whatsoever, so it's online focused only. I mean, paying sixty, paying like sixty or seventy dollars for this game with an online only, for the online only sort of aspect, I kind of cringe a bit. There are gamers, there are hardcore Battlefield guys that will go through and just play online only. I respect that. I really wish that this thing had like a sizable campaign mode because hell, I'm one of the few people. I'm one of the few. Like, first-person shooter fans, like, if I'm going to at least invest inside of the multiplayer aspect of it, I want to experience the single-player thing. I want my bang for my buck, quintessentially. Because mm. I'm not yeah. one of those PvP guys. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's a weird thing with the taking away the campaign. Well, I understand it, like, the um, Paris Lily uh, put it from a Gamers Tag Radio, I think put it the best, where it's like, the only good Battlefield campaign was the Battlefield Bad Company Games campaign, which are offshoot Battlefield games. They're just like we're just gonna have fun with, you know. It's basically Bad Company, and they just call it, they put Battlefield on on the tag onto it later. But it's like they were like Battlefield Bad Company games were like really really cool campaigns, like early to mid generation 360 PS3 era games. Yes. Um, and the, and the rest of the campaigns like I beat three. Back in the day, it was fine. It's totally forgettable. Um, it's it, it's it's like a bottom tier Call of Duty campaign, essentially, um, the best Battlefield game uh, campaign. But um, you know, it's it's weird. Like, okay, you're not doing a campaign, which, like I said, even if it's mediocre, even if it's an upper tier Battlefield campaign, it's still a middle middle of the pack Call of Duty campaign, um, which those obviously can be hit or miss as well. But it, it you know. I, People, I heard people say, well, Black Ops 4 didn't have uh, a campaign, but I'm like, at least they added a fucking Battle Royale mode to this. Like, you're taking away a decent chunk of your game, which, I mean, maybe it's for the, it's, it's probably for the best to get rid of it. Um, you know, that, instead of having a subpar to midpar first shooter thing, it's like, right. you're not really adding, I mean, at least right now, as far as, like, this is like the, the first tease of the game. I mean, the, the, the five-minute trailer didn't even have any fucking gameplay. It was a CG trailer. Um, but you're getting rid of, the, like, a chunk of your game, a chunk of your selling point. But you're not adding really anything as of right now to it. Like, you, you talk about some of your game modes. You're expanding on the, one of the, like, that's called, I think it's called All, All Out World. Uh, All Out World. All Out War. Um, where it's, like, 128. It's, like, they used to have 64-player maps. Yes. Uh, and, and this one... 
and on the on the next gen PS5 series. I don't know when we're gonna stop calling them next gen, but I mean we're still that's what we're referring to them. Uh, but the next gen versions and the PC version will have 128 player maps. The PS4, Xbox One versions will have 64 player maps. Um, Whoa, so whatever. Okay. I mean, makes I, I get that it makes sense. You know. The, so uh, we're finally at that point where we could actually face 128 players concurrently, like Mag. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're yeah, we finally hit Mag thirteen years later. Oh God! See that—that's the problem. Mag was just thirteen years ahead of its time. It was uh, ahead of its out, time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. That that fucking game. Um. <laughs> but um. Yeah. It, I just I don't get it. And it's just like it's so weird. So they're charging full price for this thing. Yes. Um. Sixty bucks on last gen. Seventy bucks everywhere else. Um. They're doing essentially the thing that every uh, online game does: Fortnite, yep. Call, Call of Duty, Warzone, Destiny, um, Apex. What do all those things have in common, Gables? They are free to play. Exactly. So we're charging full price for a thing that we're taking away one version of a game, the the, the campaign. We're and we're gonna do the battle pass. We're gonna have the fucking skins. They have to pay full price for. We're gonna have seasons. We're gonna do all that. And we're gonna charge you a full price off the fucking gate, and this is why I hope to God you mentioned about maybe that. The, so they showed off one one game mode. They're supposed to show off a second one soon, and then the third game mode will be shown off at the EA Play event July twenty second. And there's been that rumor of um, them being at the Microsoft event announcing that the battle the Battlefield twenty forty two will be uh, Game Pass day one, and that my friend is its best bet. I feel like this game could be great. But the problem is, it's like the way now things work out now. The way gaming, these big, um, these big AAA online games work out now is they're free to play, or the like, yes. a, a special case like a Rocket League, or I think which Rocket League now is free to play, or like a Knockout yes, City it where it's like it's twenty, but it's twenty bucks. You know, it's like we they give you the first ten days for free. Like we see some of these games come out that are technically good, but there's a paywall behind them. Whereas like people like right. I just play, I put in, I mean, ow, I hit my fucking hand <laughs> on the goddamn table. But you it's how passionate I am about it, dude. I broke a finger. It's not even day one yet. But at the same time, you bring up a good point, and this comes with another point being it's like you cannot release an online only game nowadays and have it behind a sixty or seventy dollar paywall because of how much. How many more options there are, and probably better options for a lot of different people, depending upon what you're interested in, you know, to play those free-to-play games. Like, hell, even the game I play, Destiny 2, that's free-to-play. The only things mm-hmm. you have to pay into is, like, the season pass things for the current season, if you wish, or the, even the expansions and stuff. The but annual, the, what, $20 a year for the expansion that adds 10, 15 hours of gameplay? Oh, yeah, like those ones, yeah. Yeah, there are those ones, you know, but it's like... Yeah, but that's awesome. That's an awesome deal. I'm yes. paying a dollar an hour for a, once a year for all new fucking gameplay. Well, that's very true, too. You know, it's like I much rather would play a free-to-play game. And this is going to be how consumers are going to think about this, too, by the way. I mean, we're the average working man. You know, it's like you and I, we work full-time. We do our things and stuff. We want to kick back. We want to play games. Like, say we want to do a free-to-play game like, say a, like Fortnite or Apex Legends mm-hmm. or Destiny 2 or whatsoever and stuff. We have those options even if we can't afford to buy any type of games whatsoever. We could still play them on a baseline level and still enjoy the content that yeah. we have. Whereas Battlefield 2042, it's like it's behind a 60 to $70 paywall 
no single player. It's multiplayer focus only with some aspects of it. So, God, EA better... I feel like EA had better have made some sort of deal with Microsoft in terms of having the thing on Game Pass day one because not only is it look anti-consumer in that regards already, but at the same time, you have your competition. Call of Duty has already done something similar, and it's fucking free to play, and that's Warzone. Yeah, <laughs> and they do a really great job of tying in Warzone, probably the one or two biggest game right now in gaming. And you tie it in super duper well with your new brand new fucking Call of Duty game every year. So like they are they have figured it out. That was the big concern when they when they announced Warzone was like, okay, how they can do Warzone but also have an annual Call of Duty game. Well, so far it's fucking working. Well, they found a way. Black Ops Cold War sold super one of the best selling game uh, Call of Duty games we've had in a long time. Yes. So it's like it's working. And we got Vanguard coming next <laughs> year. They've already talked about up what they're going to be doing with. We've even officially announced the next Call of Duty, and they're already discussing what the fuck they're doing with the next, with with how they're tying in Call of Duty Warzone or with 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 the rumored Vanguard right. game. Um, yeah, and it's like okay, it's only gonna get harder because Halo Infinite is coming out this fall allegedly, and it's gonna be free to play. Sounds so like a good you deal go. to me. You just gotta buy the campaign or have, have Game Pass. So like, I I, I mean. Battlefield went away for a while because Battlefield, I mean, which is crazy because I'm, I'm pretty good about like usually about like, remembering big games coming out. Like I'm, right. I'm usually pretty decent about that. Like I, I, I can like, I'm not like, I, I won't tie it to years super well, but for the most part, I can tell you a lot of the big AAA games that happened. I had no idea Battlefield 5 was a thing that existed until it was free. It was a free PlayStation Plus game last month. Yeah. It's like, Wait, there was a Battlefield? I thought Battlefield 1 was the last one. That <laughs> game... Five? That game bombed so hard upon release in the corresponding months that literally gamers like you and I had no idea that game still existed until it dropped on PlayStation Plus. Not still existed, ever existed. <laughs> it's like, what? They made a game? They made a, they made a World War II Battlefield game? Okay, I don't remember this at all. So, yeah, I, I, thought, I, was, I thought the only Battlefield World War II game was 1943. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't know. I, it's just crazy. This they 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 put Battlefield. They like okay. EA is right, we gotta go back to the drawing board. Figure this out uh, about what the what's the future of Battlefield. They they went away from going from doing it every other year to all right. They took like I think like I think it's been like four years now, three years since it came out. Right. And you come back with this. Like I think the premise sounds cool. I would actually like. I like the more like near future. Um, First person shooter games, like, right? Those are like my, like I like my two favorite Call of Duty games are fucking Advanced Warfare and um, Infinite Warfare. Right. Like, I love that idea, and it sounds like the premise sounds super cool. About you know, it's it's United States versus Russia, the only two superpowers left, and uh, the world's gone to shit. Um, which this might be a little more too a little too accurate for my liking right now. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, like the premise sounds cool. It's like they have this whole story thing to it, but it's like. Why the fuck are you guys creating a story? It doesn't matter. There's no campaign. Just you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Why tie yourself to anything? So I don't know. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I forgot they did the Battlefield Five had the fucking battle royale mode Firestorm, which no one gave a fuck about. Right. It's 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 this whole the whole thing. When I when I read about it, like, I was looking forward to hearing about it. But I was like, well, I'm like this is what we're doing. Like Battlefield 2042 should just be free to play. Right. Like, or if you want to do the $60-$70 thing and charge for it, then everything else should be free or like just charge for skins. Like the fact you're doing the battle passes and the skins. charge for skins or expansions to it. I mean, 
Yeah. Hell. I'm sure the expansions will yeah. be free. That, that was the big thing they announced with Battlefield 1, I remember. It was like, there's no season pass. That's a big deal. I mean, which is you know, great. Well, I love when, when we got rid of season passes about three or four years back. But, yeah, I don't. Yeah, this thing, I feel like it's going to die in the vine, buddy. I know. I, I don't have the most positive outlook for the game and stuff. But, you know, speaking about potential games or something on Game Pass, let's talk a little bit about Xbox, Microsoft, for this case and scenario. Yeah. Because they have been teasing things fairly hard going into their conference on Sunday. And there have been some little bits and tidbits of news today in regards to them going all in on streaming, not just in terms of a streaming stick, which apparently is a thing that they're doing, but they are in talks of actually having their Xbox Game Pass stuff integrated into TVs that they're that are going to be going through. They've made apparently made some deals with some TV companies in order to include their Game Pass app inside built into the current like 4k tvs so the only thing you would really need is like being able to log into your game pass account on the tv and just use a controller and that honestly in my honest opinion sounds pretty epic to be perfectly honest mm -hmm. because you've got so many people now with that case and scenario that are going to be playing things on game pass and on top of that on top of that you know they may not be done they're still talking about trying to put game pass on as many devices as possible so there's no ruling out that they may actually put their game pass maybe on another console or maybe like another thing you know that's the rumors that have been flying around nothing has been concrete but what has been concrete is there is a streaming stick that they're coming out with that people can plug into their tvs or whatever the heck and have like a little dongle and then play game pass on there but the biggest news coming out from today from microsoft has been their game pass app on 4K TVs. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I mean this is awesome. And you know it's like we you were you were just talking about Elden Ring about mm -hmm. giving players options and it's like that's what Xbox really seems like it's been all about is giving gamers options with you know Game Pass, Series S, Series X. All these like we, we now we're talking about TV apps and streaming sticks. Now it's kind of like when when they really started talking about Game Pass and XCloud and Series S, Series X People right. Oh, it'd be cool if they just like, you know, that we're gonna be able to play, you know, these uh, Game Pass games on our on our phones and shit like that, or our iPads or whatever. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, what if we had it on TVs? And like, that was been the kind of talk. And it's like, they're doing it. And like, yeah, they are. Who knows how well this is gonna work out? So it sounds like uh, the the X Cloud stuff. I think is like it's like so far like it's like a closed beta thing. But people are saying it's awesome and it works oh, really, wow. really well. It's obviously not gonna be like, you know, as great as like downloading the game onto your console. Right. Like, it's the difference between streaming and having it downloaded are obviously way different. But I mean, if you're just looking at having, just having like the big thing about, like I mentioned this a few weeks ago about Xbox, really their main concern isn't about, they, of course they want you to buy the console. That's, I mean, preferably that you own the console, but more importantly, it's just about having Xbox in your ecosystem, having, you know, having game pass, having just having Xbox around like Xbox, just being game pass, just being something you have like, you know, Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It's like, you just have Game Pass, and it's at a good price right now, fifteen bucks a month. Obviously, that's probably going to go up to twenty bucks probably a year from now or sooner. Uh, it's going to have to because it's not yes. making money. But if you get to the point where you're fucking on everything and you, you're you're accessible from anywhere, it's like I no longer have to buy my kid this fucking. You know, if you're a parent and it's like he wants an Xbox, you know, I don't have to buy him, you know, uh, a five hundred dollar or three hundred dollar machine. I can just pay uh, and then pay a fifteen dollars a month on top of that. Or buy a sixty dollars game stop. I can just buy them 
fucking uh, I just buy him a every fucking TV is a smart TV now. Just buy him a fucking smart TV for two, three. Now he's got a brand new TV and he just pay fifteen bucks a month for fucking Game Pass and like he's in. That's a like, win that's win, a, especially yeah. if the streaming is on par. Like uh, that has to be because yeah. there have been previous attempts. I mean, Google Stadia tried that and that was piss poor from what I've understood from initial results from yeah. people. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where like. I don't want Stadia to, to fail. I have no, a I don't. Stadia up up in my up there somewhere in my kitchen. And I've never <laughs> even. I I think I took the control of the box to look at it one day. Um, I got it for free because I have YouTube Premium. Uh, and now they're giving. I think they're 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 doing a big giveaway right now too for people. I can't remember what it's for, but basically they're just trying to. It's like the. I remember the the top. I remember it was like a PAX one year where like the Ouya came out and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Or not the Ouya. What was that fucking the streaming box that came out in like two thousand eight. The streaming box uh, that came out in two thousand eight. Remember, it was like it was a console, but you, like you bought the games, but you only streamed on live. Died. Yeah, on live. On live. Like, you used to have yeah. You pay like two hundred bucks for this fucking console. That was literally just the box that you bought the game. It was basically like hooked up to your TV like a console, but you couldn't. There was no physical games for it. You couldn't download the games onto the thing. You could only stream them from it, and you're like buying like old ass games and paying full price for it. <laughs> and like eventually, one year at a PAX, they were just. Literally, you just go in the line and they just give you a free Ouya because they're just or uh, not Ouya. God damn, that, that not that machine. The online um, console, they're just giving it out because they want people to buy the fucking yep. just buy games for it. And it, it died immediately. And I mean, like we're we're talking about um, uh, Mag being thirteen years ahead of its time. That thing was fucking thirteen years ahead yes, of its time. Yes, it as was. Well. Um, yeah. So it's just, I mean, we, we just, the problem is, is like I, I said this a while back about like when Stadia was first coming out. It's like the problem is, is like Google Google has a bad history of just like creating something and giving up on it immediately if it doesn't hit hit as, as soon as it comes out. And then on, on top of that, it's like they don't have the you know the the backing of you know games or you know they don't have like it, you can't just come in and like do this like it's hard to do you know like to come into gaming and just hit like you know like it's crazy just to think that like. You know, like there was a time where PlayStation, Xbox were jumping in, or Sony and Microsoft jumping into the gaming, and even Nintendo jumping into the game. Like, nah, that's not gonna, that's gonna fail because they were like for every hundred people that attempted, or for every Nintendo that hit, one, every one Nintendo that hit, there's a hundred people that failed. True. Um, and the fact that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo hit is a miracle. Um, and it's like Microsoft can, can do this because a it's it's fucking Microsoft, and they can afford to do it. And also they have Xbox that's got a fucking history of, you know, is it the best history? No, but they have a great history of some really solid games that people love. Yes, IPs they do. That people love, and they have a lot of fucking money to spend and they could do this, lose money on it for a while and not give a fuck. Cause Microsoft makes tens of billions of dollars in profit every three months. So this, this is a drop in a goddamn bucket for them. Like I talked about a while back uh, when they, when Microsoft talks, does a quarterly thing for, for the stock market. And, and talks about like profits, they don't even mention Microsoft or Xbox. It's not even a, 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 they don't even care. Right. Unless someone asks questions, they don't give a shit. They just don't. They don't care. It's it doesn't. It means nothing to them. Um, so it's like they, they can do this. They 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 can spend the money. They can do these attempts. Xbox is the only person that can do Game Pass. That can really go. Sony couldn't afford to do it. Nintendo couldn't afford to do it like this. And it's like going all in on streaming. It's awesome. Like and it's like I I I want Google Stadium to work. Obviously, it's not going to. They already closed the studios. They're basically yes. giving up on it. Um, I want Amazon Luna to work. I want more comp- competition that is better for gaming. It's better for everybody. 
and like streaming is is the future like streaming was the future of uh, music streaming was the future of um of uh of, tv uh, net, like tv thank you uh you know and i think it's i, I don't necessarily want to be the future because i think you know because like i said i want like, i want it to be an option like you we were talking about options but yep. i don't want it to be the future but i want it to be a part of the future of gaming exactly and i think it'd be awesome like the fact that like you know like gable's like you know you like you know, i have the xbox series s but it's like you don't have to buy a fucking three hundred dollar console five hundred dollar console like I don't if really don't, if I don't want to. If you to. don't really care too much about having, you know, 4K, 120 frames, you know, it's not going to be better. You could probably do 1080p and 60 and be totally fine with it. Um, Very true. You know, so, yeah. So, I, I, I think this is great. It's fantastic. I love this. I can't wait to try it out. I mean, it's not obvious. I have a Series S, so I'm not, like, going to, like, do this all the time. But I can't, I can't wait to try it out and just see how it works. Um, and this makes me incredibly happy for... You know, like this feels like a, this feels like the one real chance of, a, of if there's ever been a chance for streaming to take off the video games, this is it. And I hope it takes off. Uh, that just means more people will have be able to play Xbox, which only means better things for the quality of these fucking. They have 23 studios. There's rumors there's gonna be there's gonna be three more acquisitions announced at the uh, Xbox. Three. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all rumors, and speculation. Um, but there's potentially three more. They have 23 studios, possibly 26, and that's only mean more better for better for them. That's more money. That means more people can play their games, and that's just that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm all aboard this. I can't fucking wait to, for this to happen. I can't. As soon as the app comes out, I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna check it out day one. So yeah. All right, and with that, we're gonna go ahead and take a little break. But uh, in the meantime, stuff just stay right there, everyone. Gables is walking away. Yes, go poop. I don't know what he's doing. He's walking away. It's so weird. Gables wears jeans while we record the podcast. I'm literally wearing fucking sweatpants right now. Or not really sweatpants. They're PJs. Um, and then I, I put on like a, a, a gaming shirt when I record this. So that way you don't see like the shirts, I, I, my lazy shirts I lounge around in. So, uh, yeah. I'm, of course, I'll edit this out for the, the audio listeners, but the. Twitch streamers and the YouTube listeners, I'm. This is just this is live, baby. You know, we're just raw. Um, but uh, pretty, you know, it's, it's gonna be a good time. You know, it's gonna be uh, crazy. Like, uh, I want uh, forgot to mention this um, early in the show, but we are gonna be coming at you five days in a row. Um, this is day one. Uh, then we're gonna come back tomorrow. Um, talking about, I believe Ubisoft, and if anything else gets announced, and then Sunday we'll be back about Microsoft and I believe Square Enix. And then Monday is supposed to be Capcom, and I think WB is going to do some show something, but I think it's just going to be back of blood. Um, there's actually rumors uh, also about Xbox possibly having Rocksteady, um, which they are the uh, Justice, not, must, uh, not Justice League, uh, they are the fucking what's that, Suicide Squad people. And also NetherRealm might be at their event, which would be awesome. So we might finally find out. What the next another role game is that you know Mortal Kombat 11 just came out. They had the DLC last year. Um, I'm hoping that you know there's that Marvel versus DC rumor. I'm really hoping for Injustice 3. You know, usually we get we get a uh, another role game every other year. Um, and last year sh- or this year should have been. Uh, we should usually we get like every other May spring springtime was when they come out, and we should have gotten Injustice 3 uh, on the on the schedule they're at this spring, obviously didn't happen um but they did do that dlc expansion for mortal kombat 11 last year so 
who knows? Uh, but I, I'm, I'm more hopeful, unless they do some really, really cool with Marvel vs. DC, like a story mode, uh, I'd really rather just have Injustice 3. Because uh, I, I really like the Injustice. I like Injustice more than I like Mortal Kombat, which is crazy to think for me, because I'm not really a DC guy whatsoever. But yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed the Injustice game. It's Evil Superman is pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Gables is gone now. I don't know what he's doing. He might actually be pooping. I don't know what he's doing. But everything's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm running out of things. I am drinking uh, a slightly mighty IPA from Dogfish Head. It's uh, only got uh, 95 calories, so that's pretty awesome. Um, probably at like 4,000 a day, so I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Oh, he's back. He's back. Everybody act yeah, cool. Be cool. He took the hoodie off. He's getting undressed. Every podcast that we do, every 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 time we come back, guys, every every week, every day, we come back tomorrow, we're going to take off one layer of clothing. That's what's going to happen. You can't hear a word I'm saying. Everybody act cool. Be cool. Don't don't tell them what I said. What's up, Gables? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I am not even going to guess what you were talking about. <laughs> don't worry about it, buddy. The less you know, the better. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to give a little bit of a pause, and then I'll continue on to the next. Okay. All right, and we're back. So, for our next topic, we're going to delve into the NPDs for the month mm-hmm. of, what was it, April? May? Yep. Okay. April. April. All right. So, Quintessentia, I'm just going to list it off, going from 20 all the way up to 1. So, number 20, we had The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 19, we had Pokemon Sword slash Shield. 18, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 17, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 16 was Super Mario 3D All-Stars. 15 was Animal Crossing New Horizons. 14, Minecraft. 13 was Super Mario 3D World. Number 12 was Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 11, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That was the 2019 release. And then now for the top 10. Number 10 was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 9 was It Takes Two. Good to see that game is selling in the top 10. I mean, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Number eight is a new one right here with Returnal. Number seven, Monster Hunter Rise. Number six, Mortal Kombat 11. Number five is Near Replicant. Number four, Outriders. Number three, one of my personal favorites for this year so far, New Pokemon Snap. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And number one, MLB The Show 21. Yeah. My God, that's a list. There's yeah, so that's... many. Well, first and foremost, the commonalities. There's so many Nintendo games that nine. are here. Nine. Almost taking up like half of the top ten. But MLB The Show, number one for the month of April. The Xbox Game Pass game, too. Yeah. That is That's really ins- exciting to see. I've never seen that game sell like at the number one spot. That franchise yeah, usually it usually does really really well in launch months. It's like usually like a top five kind. Of, I don't think it's ever been number one, um, and especially like I said, being on, 
be on Game Pass, but I wonder if it's you know it's cross just cross cross gen. Yeah. But I mean that thing fucking that thing sells on on P- place people buy PlayStations for that game. Um, so I'm, it's on PS4 and 5, so that probably means something. But I wonder. How, I think it's on PC this year, isn't it? I can't remember. I'm not sure. So I wonder, I'm not sure either. I, I I don't know if it's PC or not, but yeah, that's incredible. Good for, good for them. I'll tell you what though. It's, that cool. like I said before, you know, it's like that acquisition. You know, that whole like uh, that deal that Microsoft struck to get that PlayStation, like Sony, that Sony Studio and stuff to get it on Game Pass. Man, that was a huge boost for them. That's going to make that series even more coveted now for it to actually go forth and like go forth for like a couple of years to come at least. Yeah. But uh, I will say that I'm glad that It Takes Two is inside the top 10 for terms of sales. That co op game is excellent. It definitely is worth a playthrough in that regards. For anyone that's even interested in like delving deeper, what we're talking about, go forth. And I'll kid you not. Go forward, check out the game grumps. They're they have done. They have been playing. It takes two. For those that want to get a little bit of like a familiarity or what the game is all about, you're basically playing as two parents, like the mom and the dad. So two players can split between being either like the mom or the dad and stuff like that. And you have to play through this campaign in order to turn yourselves back from being these puppets and stuff that uh, your daughter pretty much imagined. So. Tyler and I have streamed this on Twitch. We played through yeah. the entire game. So if you want to check our stream out of us playing through It Takes Two, it's on our channel for uh, Twitch. Yeah. Drunk Nerds, not you know, Drunk Nerds. No, uh, it's 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 uh it's on YouTube now. It, it's it's gone off our Twitch channel. The VOD's gone, but the uh, I I did put them on 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 our YouTube channel. Okay, so on our YouTube channel, yes. It's on there, so for anyone else that wants to watch it, just get a little bit of experience of our experience through it. I mean, hell. But it's even better when you're playing with someone, you know, live. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, though, I'm very excited to see Near Replicant had a strong debut in uh, the top ten. That series, I honestly feel like, needs to get more recognition. It started off as sort of like a niche, like on previous console generations. Near Automata definitely jump-started that series into the stratosphere, in my honest opinion. It started with like with say Near on the 360 PS3, then Near Automata shot it up to the roof, and Near Replicant, the remastering of a game that was like a Japan-only release, I think on PS3, made its way stateside, was remastered. Apparently, it's been getting all sorts of rave sort of like reviews gamers have loved there are specific gamers that have loved playing this game i really want to get to it at some point but it all depends upon the time the money that i got it going this year yeah definitely but uh other surprises in this list honestly honestly i have not really seen too much surprises because it's like the usual mainstays i'm seeing though that returnal had a strong debut it debuted the number eight spot that's been a smash hit too yeah, it seems like it's really, really well. And I think what's really cool about all this is like, so new Pokemon Snap and Returnal came out on the same day on April 30th. Yes. So they had one weekend to get to these numbers. So that's incredibly impressive. Agreed. Yeah, the movie, the show came out on April 20th. Um, so yeah, it's just incredible. Like the you know, Outriders being number four. Speaking of a day one Game Pass game, uh, hmm. after being number three the previous month, still doing super duper well at number four. 
Uh, that's awesome. I love that game. I think it's really, really cool. Um, so I, it's definitely a thing I want. I, I definitely want a, the second one. I want more people to play that game. I'm happy that people are playing that game. Um, yeah, it's just I mean, new Pokemon Snap coming out number three. No surprise. People love Nintendo. People love Pokemon Snap. Um, I, I didn't love it, uh, but I know a lot of people did really, really enjoy it. So people that did enjoy it, happy for them. Um, Returnal coming out, Housemark. You know, it's a big change for them. Uh, coming from being a more arcadey, coming out saying arcade games are not are just dead, and totally restructuring everything they were doing. They were like, I think they're making like a battle royale game, and then they canceled it to because they're doing they split the teams up to do all hands on deck to make it Returnal. Happy that's working out for them. Doesn't seem like it's my kind of game, but it's definitely a game I think people are gonna love. Yes, uh, seems people are loving. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like you say, it's it's definitely a lot of normal things we're seeing here, like Nintendo's being Nintendo. People are buying Nintendo games. Nine of the 20 <laughs> games are Nintendo games. Um, but yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter Rise is still doing well after second. So that's that's a te- technically 10 games because that's a fucking Switch exclusive. So half the list is, is fucking Switch exclusive games. So yeah, it's, it's just it's nuts to see, uh, you know, where, where we're at with this. And I can't, you know, it's awesome. It's, it's nice to see some fresh blood too because the first few months of the year were kind of uh, um, lame. Because it was just like not a lot was coming out. Like, I think it was Hitman Three in January, and outside it takes two. We didn't have much until end of April. Very so, true. So uh, we've had a nice stretch of game game releases since basically April thirtieth. Well, actually April twenty third because of uh, new Replicant, which makes me very happy to see Replicant. It's definitely a game I haven't got a chance to play yet, but that's just because so many games have been coming out and the Mass Effect taking up basically the last three weeks of my of uh, my gaming time. But that's definitely a game that. Once it gets a little slower for me, after I get through the slew of uh, um, Ratchet & Clank, Final Fantasy VII, a DLC, a DLC and um, excuse me, Mario Golf. It's, that's me. next game I want to... God, God, fucking IPAs make me burpee again. <laughs> these, these fucking IPAs, the same ones that made me burpee last time. Um, yeah, I just, it makes me super happy to see uh, Nier doing well. And I, just, I, just want, I want more Nier, so I'm happy that it's doing well. All right. With that said and done, I wanted to go through a re-clarification in regards to the whole E3 prediction stuff. So last week, we made our predictions in regards to what we thought for each conference. And I wanted to try to reiterate like a lot of the rules and the guidelines, just to remind the listeners, or even those that are like first-time watchers or listeners listening in. So for E3 this year, we have five conferences that we are going to, well, conferences or presentations that we are giving predictions for. A maximum of three predictions for most of them, except for the Nintendo one where we went like all out, quintessentially. I think we made like about five predictions each. Wasn't it, Tyler? <laughs> uh, Nintendo, we made five. Yeah. The other ones, we made three. Okay. So for the most part, what it is, it's like, for most of the presentations, we chose like about three, with one of them being a double D point. For Nintendo's, we made about five predictions with two double Ds, actually. So, in this regard, in this case in point, what we actually gone through and what we're aiming for here is the the most points out of that for this prediction stuff wins. The loser, however, who gets the most like predictions wrong or has the least amount of points at the end of this conference stuff will have to play through the game night trap night trap the old retro game that was on the sega cd but 
actually is currently released on current like systems, like say for PS4, for Xbox One, for Switch, in that regards. So yes, whoever gets the least amount of points has to play through that game, has to stream that game. But there are other rules and guidelines for this as well. So if the pick released, you know, for any type of picks that we release, you know, for uh, release date, they have to get the month right for 2021 or for 2022 in that regards and stuff. But I know there was like a little bit more that I know you had uh, clarified in that regards, Tyler, because I usually yeah, have just... missed one or two. <laughs> no, like. Um, basically it's just like we have the, we have the double D point where mm-hmm. if you, something you're super confident, you get two points. Uh, if you get it wrong, you lose one point, everything else you get one or zero. Um, yeah. If you pick, uh, say a game's coming out in 2021, you have to get the month, right? Or you could just say, tw- if you just say 2022, you don't have to pick a month. Right. Um, you just say 2022. Um, I do want to say that we have some people in the chat and want to say hello guys. Hey, thanks for watching. Um, hello everyone. Appreciate it. Um, please like, follow, subscribe, click the bell. We really, really appreciate you doing all that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much rule. I mean, it's not like super strict really. I mean, it's just more of a fun thing, um, outside of possibly playing night trap, which, uh, <laughs> not looking great for me right now, Gables, cause <laughs> before we, so we recorded the show Saturday night, the, the, the E3 prediction. Yes. Show, and we recorded it Saturday night and I was going like, okay, I'm going to release it Tuesday morning before the show even came out. I was already negative one, and you're already plus one. It's already you've already got a commanding two point lead on me, uh, because I picked Rainbow Six Quarantine would be right. the, the new title for it would be Rainbow Six Parasite, which was actually wrong. It's now Rainbow Six Extraction, and you said Prince of Persia wouldn't be coming until 2022. Yes, which they did have confirmed now that it's coming 2022. So my double D was Rainbow Six Parasite would be the title. So because of that, I lose a point. You got Prince of Persia correct, um, so you get one point. Uh, so already a two point lead. So it's, uh, not looking great for me right now. Gables. I felt pretty confident, but I mean, like you, I said, to you, I told you and you're like, it's early Tyler. You're right. It's early. But, uh, yes. it's like, it's like, you know, it, there could, it's like when I, when I watch football and the Packers are down, like it's 14 minutes left in the first quarter and the other team kicks a field goal. I'm like, well, it's over. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I just need to go. I'm going to take a walk now. And, um, you know, uh, just that that's the rest of my day ruined right there. So uh, it's 12.06 on a Sunday and my day is ruined. Um, <laughs> but so. there have been some more things that have been coming out throughout the day also with uh, which there was a leak that was going around in terms of Ubisoft stuff, which yeah, clarified like, Ubisoft has leaks. Who would have thought? Well, yes, obviously they're going to have some form of leaks in that regards, but <laughs> they're like a freaking bucket that can't even get their damn thing all patched up. It's still just oozing, this leaking water everywhere, you know. It's like the, it's like that scene from Vegas Vacation, where um, uh, Chevy Chase—I can't remember what he does—but like he he pulls something off the wall at the Grand Canyon and it starts leaking water. So he starts chewing up bubble gum and like plugging the hole with gum. Yeah. And then another hole pops out. Oh no! More water spewing out. And he's just like, <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna walk away. That's basically Ubisoft <laughs> at this point. So today we actually got leaks in regards to not only just like Daniel and Mod on Twitter, but also from. Another person that's fairly prevalent upon the leak scene, I forget his name in that regards. Nibel. Nibel. Yeah, Nibel and stuff. Who's been who's been correct in the past in regards to past like leaks and also things in regards to other gaming releases, other gaming news. But there is a sequel to Mario Plus Rabbids. Apparently it's gonna be that has been confirmed that's going to be unveiled. 
Now, it's going to be at the Ubisoft presser or Nintendo presser. It has not been clarified. But it's called, what was it, Sparks of Hope? Yeah, Sparks of Hope, something like that. It was something electric. I don't know what I was getting out of it. Yeah. I mean, but I, there, that rumor's been out for a while now. And that's like, while both, of, both you and I had Mario Plus Rabbids 2 being announced at Ubisoft press conference for a double D. Unfortunately, you're an asshole. And you <laughs> took it from the first. Uh, but you picked November. So I still got a shot. It, it's probably going to happen. Yes, there's a... There's actually a clear possibility I could get that whole prediction wrong and stuff, especially if they decide that they're going to release it, say, in early 2022, which that's fairly possible as well. Or or, or just put it out right now. Please, God. Oh, my no, God. No, right now. Wait, no, that's bad. I got too many games to play right now. <laughs> give, me like, give me a month. Put it out July 16th because nothing important of, is coming to the Switch that day. Oh, Oh, you would be Jones if they like just release in say like an August or some shit or just like, some just like just oh, like God. a month or two before I. Th- <laughs> I'd be so happy because not only would you lose a point, I get the game faster. So, but you know the most positive thing about it is like it's a new Mario plus Rabbids game. The first one was a great game. I wish you would have put more time of it into it when the game released in that regards. But it's a fun game. It's an XCOM style Mario game and. That is so crazy for me just to describe it, but yet it is a fucking good game. <laughs> it's a great game. It is, uh, according to my list from 2017, five games better than Breath of the Wild, which that is, in fact, law uh, <laughs> for that list. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and introduce this topic. So it's going to be something that we kind of talked about before we started the pod with you know, this podcast recording tonight and stuff, and I kind of want to celebrate an anniversary of sorts. So today of this recording, June 11th, this marks the 20-year anniversary since the release of the Game Boy Advance. And you and I were kind of, kind of talking about things like uh, how we acquired like our Game Boy Advance stuff. For me personally, I was like about 13 at the time. So it's like I... Basically got a whole bunch of stuff done in regards to schoolwork, in regards to getting good grades and stuff. My mom ended up helping me buy a Game Boy Advance alongside Super Mario Advance. And let me tell you something, man. It's like, I remember that summer well because I played a hell of a lot of Super Mario Brothers Advance. You know, it was fun collecting the red coins, going through and just noticing how things were kind of blurred, like just remastered up until that point. Because quintessentially they took Super Mario Brothers 2, the remake, the remake thing from the All-Stars version of that game just kind of blew it up a little bit on the handheld, and it ran fairly well. It was a fairly good port of Mario 2. But uh, as far as favorite games goes, I mean, God, I put so much time in the Game Boy Advance. It quintessentially was the Super Nintendo of handhelds at that point, because a lot of the ports of Super Nintendo games would make it onto that system. But uh, some of my favorite games... Obviously, Ruby and Sapphire. You know, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Those were good Pokemon games, in my opinion. But uh, one of my favorite games, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. The whole me getting into the Castlevania series was due in large part because of the Game Boy Advance. I had a friend. He let me borrow Circle of the Moon. I played that game. I loved that game. But Aria of Sorrow, that's the game I personally put on Layaway at Walmart at that time. I paid my money in order to get that thing. And I played through that game like about three or four times in the span of that one year. Because I collected most, if not a lot of the souls 
in regards to the monster souls in that game but i love the music love the whole character design stuff and quite honestly in between games like that and also like underrated games like gunstar superheroes and astro boy omega factor and like whatever that system that handheld was so instrumental and especially when they had the re-release for like the whole game boy advance sp i mean hell i remember playing a hell of a lot of like WarioWare, the Mega Micro Games stuff, you know, oh, where so those mini games were so amazing. Going on to school trips, you know, like high school school trips, like across the state and stuff like that, and just have my Game Boy Advance and my Charger and like just playing some WarioWare, dude. It was freaking fantastic. But <laughs> yeah, um, I remember, like, I was telling you before the show, like, because I remember, like, my birthday, May 7th. So I remember I had, I had my birthday money and I was like I was like I'm gonna save it I'm gonna buy a Game Boy Advance but it comes out and you know I, was, I had been 12 at the time um, and I was like I'm gonna hold the money until it comes out and I'm gonna buy it and you know young dumb kid couldn't hold the money yeah and didn't get didn't spent the money before it came out you know and uh, my parents I ended up getting it for Christmas that year and I remember I got Super Dodgeball with it and F Zero. Which I was terrible at F Zero. I played the shit, shit ton of Super Dodgeball. <laughs> I always remember playing Super Dodgeball and like naming the characters after me and like my friends and shit. So, <laughs> like, Add a little more to it, you know. It's like when people like play XCOM and they like name them after like their friends or people they know. Oh god! Life, so it adds a little more, you know, drama to it and, and stuff. And it's like I do the same thing with with Super Dodgeball. Um, yeah, it's definitely like it's kind of a weird history, like with um, with Game Boy Advance. Kind of, there's not like a lot of like I played that my Game Boy Advance a lot, but a lot of it was like me playing games because I didn't have like uh, I didn't have like a Nintendo home console at that point. So I was playing a lot of like the the Game Boy Advance versions of like main console games, like a, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two or um, things like that. Like I played a lot of that, or like a lot of wrestling games would get ported to Game Boy Advance, and I play a shit ton of like the like I think it was like WrestleMania two thousand or something like that. I got ported that. It was No Mercy or something like that. I got ported to it, and I played a lot of that. Um, and like one of the ones I remember the most playing was Game Boy or uh, on Game Boy Advance was uh, Golden Sun. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Love Golden Sun. Like that was my that was my first like foray into uh, JRPGs. Like, uh, you know, like before that the only like the first RPG I ever played was Pokemon. That was my only one mm-hmm. real influence on on that. And like Golden Sun was like, you know, like oh okay, it's, it's basically to me it was like it's Pokemon gameplay, but it's it's different you know it's, it's basically just copying the pokemon gameplay format which that's what i understood at that point um i didn't really know what final fantasy was i was a young dumb kid now i'm just a grown dumb adult um <laughs> but playing that and like loving that game uh and then i remember like i think i remember getting game uh golden sun 2 eh, that was okay i didn't really care for that one too much but uh um, oh, lost yeah, age just, yeah <laughs> yeah lost age oh, that's that fine it is a weird capturing thing they really copied uh pokemon in that sense but um yeah, like it's just I remember it was like Golden Sun really sticking out because that was like like I said that was my foray in playing JRPGs. I, that's why I li- later on went back and I played. I had like the Final Fantasy one and two, the original ones from NES, ported on there. That's I mean honestly that's I played a lot of ports on my Game Boy Advance. That was yes, like my big memories from Game Boy Advance was playing a lot of old ports on 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 that thing or console ports on that on that. That was basically because that you know I didn't I wasn't like a console gamer at that point like. Really, up until like I got the GameCube, I didn't really play a lot of console games, um, other than Metal Gear Solid on the PS One. 
Dude, that's how I experienced like ports of uh, Final Fantasy 4, 5 and 6, you know. I mean, those were so those were those ports were so good with that regards cuz I never played them through in the Super Nintendo. 5 didn't even come to the US until like the PS1 release back for like anthologies, I believe it was. But uh, playing through those type of ports, and the ports for the Game Boy Advance were actually fairly competent. There were some that were kind of a little bit kind of gimped because of the sound or whatsoever. The limitations of the Game Boy Advance is like sound chip. Yeah, but that's stuff, that's but... the Square Enix with Final Fantasy. Like the shitty ports is what they do. Well, not necessarily for that, but I'm more or less talking about the Donkey Kong Country games that were on the Game Boy Advance because the music on the original system for the Super Nintendo those were fantastic. You know, those were custom made specifically for the sound chip for the super nintendo but hearing them kind of a little bit lesser quality in terms of the game boy advance i mean yeah that wasn't like the best but at the same time they were good playable ports in my honest opinion but uh well unfortunately listeners everyone this is the end of our show for this week once again let me go forth and tell you where we can be found. On Twitter, we are Drunk Nerds Pod. For Facebook, it's Drunk Dash Nerds. Twitch, Drunk Nerds Podcast. YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. On Spotify, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And to tell you guys for and for and like to tell you guys beforehand and stuff, we will be covering a lot in regards to E3 stuff. Quintessentially, whenever a conference gets done or a presentation gets done for the next well, honestly, until like maybe about Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, we'll try our best to put out content, fresh takes, as they go through and happen. So for tomorrow, I know that we have a Ubisoft press conference that's going to be around noon my time, maybe like about one year time, I believe it is. Two. Two? Two. Okay. So there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be going down that Ubisoft presser. And, of course, obviously, the Microsoft Bethesda thing, like, conference that they're going to go through on Sunday, that's going to be, that's going to be, honestly, one of the most important ones to watch. And then, obviously, Nintendo Direct coming on Tuesday, that's going to be one of the main things as well. So, I'm expecting a lot of good things from Microsoft Bethesda and also from Nintendo's presentation, but... Most importantly... Square Enix as well on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Square Enix is going to be on Sunday as well, I can't forget them that company as well, because there could be some stealth surprises that are going to be happening. I mean, I'm open to the possibility, but my excitement level for E3 this year, it's a little bit elevated this year, obviously. 2019, the last E3, you know, it was kind of like, man, it was kind of a little bit under expectations. Keanu Reeves definitely played in large part to make it more memorable to a lot of gamers, including myself. Breathtaking. <laughs> but... Yeah, my excitement's a little bit more, like, elevated than normal. But, uh, Tyler, how are you feeling and stuff? What's your excitement level for E3 this year? I'm definitely... It's something we talked about a few weeks ago where it's like I was hearing a lot of rumors and stuff, people talking about, like, that news and things. And it's more about keep your expectations, you know, like, COVID hit harder than we recognize. COVID's still hitting hard. Yes. Uh, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like, COVID... In Japan, COVID is, is worse than it's ever been right. for them. So, I mean, they're still going through it. Like, we're, like, you know, like here in the United States, we're seeing that light of the tunnel. Things are opening back up. Yes. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, so we're, we're definitely, like, for us, it's like a whole different world here where it's like, we're, we're like, oh, things are going back normal now. It's like, it's exciting. Like, concerts are happening again. And uh, I'm going to go see Fast 9 and theaters here in a couple of weeks. Like, there that's you go. fucking awesome. <laughs> um, 
So, um, yeah, it's just incredible. It's just like, I was thinking about this. It's like, we were talking about like, um, you know, E3 2019, I was telling you before the show, like, like just getting into like an excitement of it. I went back and like watched some of the old press conferences from 2018. So past ones too. And just kind of like getting back into like the hype into the moments of it. Like the things that, you know, cause we didn't have obviously one last year and it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of things to bitch about E3, but I, I love it. It's my favorite time. There's my two favorite times of the year for gaming are E3, number, but number one actually, most importantly, extra life. Yes, E3 is is a close number is the close number two though. Um, but yeah, I love it. But as, as I was thinking about it more and more, it's like there's a lot of like a lot of these people doing press conferences right now. A lot of even ones aren't aren't doing it. We have a lot of games announced that are just that we know about. So it's like a lot of people are saying expect more details of stuff that we already know about. Don't expect too many new stuff. Or don't expect, like, big things coming that we don't know about coming soon kind of shit. Don't expect, like, kind of like we had, like, Fallout 4's announced at E3 that came out four months later. Don't expect right. shit like that. Like, because I started, like, making a list in my head, and I ended up coming uh, and writing it down. So I just want to run through real fast. So okay. bear with me. So for Xbox, things that we know for, uh, we know in fact about, Avowed, Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, Fable, Everwild, Forza Horizon 5, Two Point Camp- Campus, Cuphead DLC, Hellblade 2, Perfect Dark, Starfield, Ghostwire, Tokyo, Elder Scrolls 6, Deathloop, Indiana Jones. That's stuff that we know about from, right. from Bethesda and Xbox. PlayStation, I know they're not on E3, but it, it's a, they are one of the biggest ones out they there. They will definitely have they a have, presence. Yeah, they'll have something probably. This, they should have a state of play this summer. Uh, God of War, Horizon, Ratchet just came out. Uh, but Simon is going to go away for a while. Uh, Firewalk Studios, they have that multiplayer game they announced. They just announced that they have a... A partnership. I can't remember the name of the studio. They just announced uh, yesterday they're having they're uh, making a game for PlayStation. That's their game. Solar Ash, Stray, uh, Ben's new IP. They just announced uh, Haven, the new studio that they're dealing with with uh, Jade Raymond. Uh, they announced they're working with them. Uh, Grand Turismo Seven, uh, Last of Us multiplayer. It's supposed to be coming sometime soon. PSVR Two, Death Death Loop. I already mentioned that, but it's coming to them. Ghostwire Tokyo. Kina, Little Devil Inside, Jet, go, go, uh, Goodbye, Volcano High. Those are things that a lot of those things were just announced last year. That's true. Um, uh, Nintendo, Bane of the Three, Metro Pine 4, Breath of the Wild 2, No More Heroes 3, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Pokemon Legends, Splatoon 3, Mario Golf, Skyward Sword, Monster Hunter Stories 2, and then Project Triangle Strategy. Uh, Ubisoft, Rainbow Six uh, Extraction now, Riders Republic, Far Cry 6, Prince of Persia, Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed, um, that you mentioned they're working on. Uh, Rural Champions, Beyond Good Evil 2, Skull Bones. Not to mention, all of those people I just mentioned, they also have, uh, except for PlayStation, they have live service games they're still working on, especially like Ubisoft. They're working on Valhalla, Legions. They have the, what's that fucking fighting game that came out a few years ago? Uh, um, Rainbow Six Siege. For um, Honor, I think. For Honor, yeah. So it's like, and on top of that, they all have, like, a lot of these things don't have release dates. Nope. Um, aren't, you know, like, are they, are there, like, we don't know, like they're coming 2022 or yeah, some of them coming soon. So it's like a lot of shit's been announced. And it's just more of like, when are they like, now it's like at the point now where it's like, when are they coming? Like we got to start putting dates to some of these things. Um, so that's like where my expectation is. Like, I think we're going to hear a lot more about things we already know about, which is, I think would be pretty awesome. Cause like I said, a lot of those games, like I'm yeah. Yeah. They, they, some of the most exciting things that come from E3 is, is the surprise. And I think that's going to happen for sure. Um, but I think I think more so this year is gonna be more about like giving us details about things that we know about, and that's I think honestly I think some would just be would be as exciting, uh, like I said, like because a lot of these things I mentioned 
we haven't even actually seen gameplay from. No. We've just seen some like teasers or like we just know they're being made. It's like fucking uh, Bayonetta 3 and Metro Prime 4 were announced 40 years ago. Yes. And all we have was a title card from them. I, obviously, Metro Prime 4, they, they, it's been in, they had a re- complete restart development two years ago. Yes. So it probably weighs off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think when I, when, I, when I hear people say keep keep your expectations checked, that's kind of what I'm looking at for them. Is like they didn't really say why, but I think it's more so just like don't expect a lot of new shit that's going to be announced and come out soon. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of like here's more details on shit and maybe here's a release window. And I think you know right. like, things are definitely way way different now because of COVID, obviously. So things like it's hard to put dates on things, which I I would rather than like. Maybe get a window, but don't give us a, a date. You know, like don't say, you know, January twenty first. You know, if you're not one hundred percent sure about it, you know, just say early twenty twenty one or or early twenty twenty two or first half twenty twenty two, something like that. Like, um, you know, and I think especially Cyberpunk has also changed things. I think for the you know, <laughs> for the better, they had a fall in that sword where it's like, okay, well, like let's be a little more sure about it. You know, like oh, I love, sure. like, I really liked we talked about last week with like Horizon, where it's like. We're still we're on pace for 2021, but we're not sure yet. I love that. Just I love like that's something that we still like we talk about with Xbox. It's like we're just, like they're just we don't get a lot of surprises from them because they're just super fucking honest about things. There's not a lot of leaks or rumors that come from them about things because it's our you know because it's like when it's bad they just they just tell us or if it's good, it's good they just tell us you know it's just like so I appreciate that and I think a lot of gamers do too like we'd rather have that than leaks rumors and like what the fuck's going on over there kind of shit you know it's like. A lot of bad shit was coming out about PlayStation last month. And we're all freaking out, and then like they've been pretty open and honest the last six weeks or so, which is pretty good turnaround. We all forgot we forgot about all the bad shit, and now it's like, okay, things aren't looking too bad over there because it's like oh, it's been really quiet, and all the rumors coming out are bad. It's like now they're being honest. It's like oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like I'm, I'm going into because I'm hyped as fuck. It's been two years since E3. I have a lot of that pent up frustration. You know, you gotta go. You just gotta go work one out in the in the, in the fucking bathroom real fast, uh, kind of thing. Or you're gonna kill somebody. Uh, situation. That's where I feel like I'm at with E3. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I'm excited. I, uh, obviously, it's E3. It's it's awesome. Even like, yeah, E3 2019 wasn't great, but I s- still enjoyed it. It wasn't like, you know, it's even like a you know, even like a mid tier uh, Christmas where you just got a lot of clothes. What the fuck are you doing, Louis? <laughs> He just knocks something over. I don't know what the fuck he's. In. I think he's still mad at me about the, the Souls thing. Um, even a mid-tier, uh, you know, Christmas. You know, we got, we just got a bunch of underwear. It's like in socks. It's like, hey, I got more underwear than socks. You got something out of it. Yeah, you know? really. So you can't. It's hard to complain. All right, everyone. That has been episode four thirty-three of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. I have been your host, Colonel Gables, and I've been Tyler. So. Until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fun E3 week. Definitely keep in touch in regards to keeping up with some of our content. We will be recording multiple shows. I'm not sure how many. We do not know, but too sweet, everyone. Too sweet. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, sorry. Yeah, just, pay, just pay attention. I got to do the too sweet too early. I'm sorry. Uh, just, just pay attention to our Twitter account. Uh, I think right now the plan is we're going to come at you like five days in a row. This will be being day number one. Um, but t- pay attention to Twitter account. We'll, we'll try to like update times because it's going to be kind of – we're not going to be like doing normal times. It's probably be sporadic. So as soon as we get a word, I'll, I'll post on Twitter 
the uh, kind of a roundabout time will be on on Twitch. Um, but every expect for the next four or five days, six days, whatever. Uh, if you're an audio listener, you're just gonna have new podcasts every day, multiple podcasts, pretty much every day for the next few days. All right then. Well, see you later, everyone. Happy E3. Yep. Happy E3, guys. Bye, guys. See ya.